Wow. Wow. Wow, this is this is some really deep stuff. I don't know what just happened, but something happened inside of me. Something snapped, something shaked. I wasn't expecting that either. Ah, uh, sorry. It's okay, it's all right. It's beautiful. <laughs> Monster is like really small, but it had to become that to stop me. And then the hurt child became present when you mentioned it. And I didn't realize this until now. There were things that I didn't remember yeah. until now. It's funny, I haven't seen that before. It feels like I'm the monster. I'm kind of seeing images of things. Of a, of a world where they can exist. This clarity brings all kinds of answers. It's clear. She, like, hugged me and then went back to her place, I guess, in my heart. Oh, it wants to come out. <laughs> it wants the bippity boppity boop Cinderella me. Like, <laughs> she's like melted into like my chest. It's like ooey gooey. All week been finishing things, cleaning up more, started eating vegetables again last week. <laughs> and it kind of just started happening. It's almost like I just finished going through a meditation session. I feel light. Like, you know, when you. When you hit that first joint, like in the morning, and you, I actually feel a lot more um, awake. Yeah, but can I share with you? I want to tell you some of the things I've been doing because you and I, uh, you and I were kind of together trying to. I think it was in our last session or the one before, just trying to kind of figure out using our figured out parts because this is new territory for both of us. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you, how do you unburden an infant and how do you establish that ongoing trust relationship with self? How do you respond to these nonverbal parts? Mm-hmm. And um, I have had a practice. Well, I've had a practice with two different parts of the last few weeks that has been really powerful that I, I was kind of interested in sharing with you. Yeah. So in my commemorating my mother's passing, which I do like almost nightly, sometimes I miss it. I try not to like be rigid about it. I had a moment where the, the, the pain of that infant really overtook me and I was Mm -hmm. able to turn towards it and really get a felt sense of the injury of the language that came to me and it wasn't clearly it wasn't language coming from the part, but it was just the way my mind was making sense out of the feeling was that I've lost my mommy and I am completely alone in the world. Yeah. You know, I've lost her and I'm just alone in the world and it's really activated because my mom just died. Yeah. And I could really feel it. And I could really feel what it would feel like for an infant to be in that situation. That the sense of utter aloneness and terror 
um, and like lostness, you know, disorientation yeah. and overwhelm and all of it. So I had the ability to turn towards and I, I did end up kind of holding myself mm-hmm. and kind of rocking and just expressing that I, I got it and I was so sorry. And I've had a few interactions with her since as connected to different experiences in my life. Mm-hmm. When I was learning to be a therapist, I had four internships, four different supervisors, and only one of them was good at all at supervising mm-hmm. me. And I saw that person once every two weeks. So I was doing this work and, you know, this isn't going to sound like much to you because you have been kind of doing it alone for the last mm-hmm. year, but I was doing this work with couples and individuals. I was at a halfway house for the severely mentally ill. I was in this really high stress, high escalated experiences every day with no help and no supervision and no guidance. And yeah. the guidance I was getting was pretty damaging and shaming. And I was I had a moment where I was really connecting with the, the same feeling of like being just utterly alone and something overwhelming. Back then you had that, you had moments of that. Well, I was or just thinking, no, back I was perpetually it. in that at the time, but I had a moment recently where I connected with her in connection with that experience. Like that's what that was as well. And actually, that, that's always felt like that, but it's like sometimes life is more manageable than other times. And that was one of those times when it was totally unmanageable. And just really appreciating and having compassion for how triggered I was during that time, how much I was struggling. But that yeah. led to another ritual that I've started doing with, I think, my five-year-old. Okay. I'll tell you about this, and then I will take a breath and let you talk. Uh-oh. No, 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 I just aware that I'm like reporting on 10 million things and not giving you time to say anything. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. after work, every day after work, I, this came up in this session a few sessions ago with this little one that like every day after work, I'm feeling some kind of way and I'm just pushing right past it. Every day after work, I, I do feel some kind of way and I do usually kind of just push past it. And what I've been realizing is that at the end of the day, there is this part of me that is always struggling with every mistake I made, every messy moment, every disconnection, every misattunement, every missed opportunity, right? Everything. Mm-hmm. There's a part of me at the end of every day who is just not okay with herself because of those things. Yeah. And I am doing this ritual where every day after work, I check in with her and I just let her tell me about all the things she's ashamed of. Mm-hmm. I just let her be, I just, I say, yeah, that's hard. Yeah. That wasn't perfect. That was tough. That was messy. And just really appreciating how, she, how important it is to her to get it right and how yeah. much she wants to be better. And just letting her not trying to fix the shame, not trying to like reassure her. It's okay. But just be like, yeah, that was messy. That's really Mm -hmm. hard to have done that poorly or done that imperfectly. 
that was really hard when that guy reacted that way. Yeah. You know, and just really appreciating her caring so much. And this is like with the five-year-old? I think, yeah, I think it's, Mm -hmm. I think that might be the five-year-old until she's just listed everything that she's unhappy about. And we just go, okay, is that it? Yep. Okay. Let's go to dinner. (laughs) You know, Hmm. like, all right, try that. We'll do better tomorrow, you know? Hmm. And that has been really powerful too. It's what I needed during that time, the supervision. I just needed a safe place for my shame. Right. I had no place to go. And, and so that reactive part, that back the fuck off part was the only protector I had around the part of me that felt just, just crushing shame every day for every error and every mistake and not knowing what I was doing, getting it wrong. And I, I couldn't live with that. Sh- I couldn't be in the shame and I had nowhere to go with it. So I was just defensively angry all the time. Hmm. So how's it working for you? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It just re- it's just such a relief. I don't hold on to it the same way. And I'm not as defensive about, you know, fucking up. That's awesome. Is, yeah. is there a, so in that in that conversation, in that inner dialogue, um, this part is listing the things that it feels shame around and you're validating those. Yeah, it's like I'm not okay with me. The feeling is I'm not okay with me. I'm not okay with me. Uh that's what this was I'm not good. I'm not good. I'm not okay with me. And then you just go, okay, what happened? What went wrong? Yeah, it just lists all the fuck-ups, all, even the possible ones, even the ones that are just like maybe fuck-ups that it's holding on to. It's like a daily unburdening in a way yeah. <laughs> of like all the shame. And I just go, I just take it and go, okay, yeah, yeah. that's all. What else and about was, that? Yeah. And so now when I'm fucking up, so like in this session today where I really lost this person in the session, mm-hmm. we literally walked out at some point, you know, it was, I was able to just kind of like admit immediately, like, oh, I see where I went off there to the mm-hmm. partner, you know, um, that's why I feel so confident the repair will be good. I'll be able to repair it because I don't feel defensive about it. Like, I feel like, okay, I see. That wasn't perfect. The part of me that's in shame about it has someplace safe to go. How long have you been doing this practice with this after work thing? Probably like a week mm-hmm. or a week and a half or so. Pretty recent. Yeah. But yeah, just the deepening experience of self turning towards without an agenda. Right. And kind of knowing how to respond both with that very little one and then this somewhat older one. You know, it's so much easier to not have an agenda with other people's parts. Right. Because there's so much urgency from the part of me that wants to do better and be better and fix me and 
Yeah, that's why I'm in therapy. Mm-hmm. So to kind of step out of that and not have the agenda and just show up and be like, yeah, okay, what? It's happening. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm just laughing because it's just like so obvious, but like, well, man, it maybe it's obvious now, but, um, yeah. So the, you, like when you say it's hard, what are the parts, like, what are the parts that don't want to do that or that are, or that are, or were, were resistant to that? Like what was their main push or energy? Oh about? yeah. It's a really good question. I think, you know, there's definitely the part that is, that thinks that the big feelings are the problem. So it's looking at all the parts that have big feelings and saying, you know, don't turn towards those, those, that's the problem, the big feeling. So that blocks the process of connecting and making contact. So I had to kind of deal with that part. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then just to fix it, be better. And what is that part saying? How, what does fix it look like? Well, I think, well, that's interesting too, because I think it's getting a little muddy because there's just a caretaking part. Mm-hmm. But the caretaking part is partly about like making it better, right? So wanting to reassure, for instance, that five-year-old, like, it's okay. You were just, you know, you, you were just struggling in this way or it wasn't that big a deal. Wants to come in and like reassure in order to make it feel better. There's this fear of like letting it just feel the bad feeling. Right. You know, and kind of getting that past that to actually when you just let the part be in shame and don't try to fix that. And again, I do that with clients. You know, I came to that realization a while ago with clients. If they're in shame, it's so much more healing to just be like, yeah, it's so hard when you feel like you fucked up in that way. Right. When you feel like you're not good enough, that's, it's, I can really appreciate that you would feel that way here not trying to make it better but with yourself yeah that caretaking part the one that wants to soothe it make it better it's all in conjunction with the sense the bad feelings are the problem we have to fix that we have to be better it's a few parts involved in all that yeah that all kind of needed me to hang out with them for a minute and then ask for space and is there more in the conversation? So the parts, so let's say this five-year-old is listed, it's shame. Is there more in the conversation or more that it's asking of you? Like, is that? That's also a really good question, right? Because we're talking about ultimately unburdening, right? And the hope is that when trust is built, that they will kind of start to move in the direction of that, of what they might need to let yeah. go of those feelings and beliefs about themselves. No, it hasn't that I'm really glad you asked that. Cause I meant to say that that's still the place where it hasn't gone. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Right. 
Yes. I'm trying to not, because I think, again, the be better fix it kind of impulse is to get kind of caught up in that. Yeah. And that's, I, that's what I was hearing too, is that kind of fix it. And I just wanted to reflect back that when, when I asked you about what fix it looks like, and you mentioned a caretaker that says like, it's okay, no big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, like, yes, that does sound like a caretaker. That is kind of a fix it part, but that's not, that's not, let's, let's heal this part so that it doesn't have to this burden anymore. Right. It's the part that like wants to get to the unburdening and like figure out or use the figure it out part (laughs) to, Mm -hmm. to, to, to get to the unburdening so I can be better, you know? And that's the whole drive for like, that's just the underlying drive behind all this stuff that I've had to start to try to let go of. And just as you, I think are very good at, just treat it like, okay, I'm just going to visit with this part, see what happens. Hmm. And not. I mean, I appreciate you saying that because I'm over here, I'm over here trying to not say, uh, gosh, um, how, how about, how about we go in and, and get to the unburdening, <laughs> you know, like, uh, because yeah. that's my intuition and that's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I know that it can be kind of tricky to that difference between like, oh yeah, well, all parts are welcome. We don't want to be fixing it. Even, you know, yeah, even the idea yeah. of like caretaking, wait, that's a bad thing. You know, so there is a lot of difficulty with the language around it. Um, yeah. Well, and it's not a bad thing. It's wonderful. And I'm, I, I've also gotten really good with clients when their caretaking parts come in to be so validating of like, what a loving part this is, what a wonderful loving part. And also right. just recognizing that that caretaking part is also inadvertently interrupting the witnessing process. Right. Because right. it's yes. trying to make it better. Right. Yes. And it sounds to me like you are for like, this is a, this is a new thing with this part. It feels like the right thing with this part. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's your, it's your growing edge with this part in your relationship with it. Right. Um, which is awesome. So that's, sounds like it's all in the right place. But I want, I very much want to get to the unburdening. I'm very much trying to let go of needing that to happen and just being open for it to happen. I do have a sense, you know, I mean, I went out of my way to say that today I didn't, I, I've been doing so much deep work and crying Mm -hmm. so much that I just needed to not do that today. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure that the unburdening will happen well, I wanted to say I'm pretty sure the unburdening will happen with company and guidance, but uh-huh. I, I probably will not be able to do it alone. I don't know that that's true. It may, may spontaneously happen, but I I plan on having another actual session with you where... Great. I also want you to just invite you to this idea that it's, you know, getting to the unburdening isn't so much of a destination as like you you are doing it. You're doing it all the time. You're doing it in those conversations. So like, you know, that can be a hindrance of having like, you know, there's, there's where we need to get. And, and again, and language is just, language just does that. But this, this validating with this five-year-old part, like that's part of the process and it's a necessary part of the process. And so you might as well call that, you could call that unburdening as well, you know, like, you're doing it, right? Yes. 
Yeah. I think so. And, and, and with that little one where I'm just it, with her in that, uh, that it, like, right. again, language, right. The, uh, the sense of aloneness, like you, you, there is no language to capture the depth of aloneness of an infant that's been left alone in their distress. Yeah. It's just like, and I can feel what that is. And it's when, when I make contact the the, the, the depth and breadth and gravity and impact of it is just right. Literally palpable. And just being with that and kind of saying, you know, establishing that I'm here with you in that is, yeah. I, I don't know what, I don't know what unburdening is going to look like beyond that, but if there's something else that needs to happen, I'm just tr- trying to trust that it will become apparent in due time yeah. through the process. I think that makes total sense. And I, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the hard part and that's the work, the, the work of actually just being there with whoever, a part, a person, and just witnessing, validating, like that's, that's the important part of the process. And, and what comes out of that could be anybody's guess, could be a creative thing that you develop along the way with that part, you know, but you do have, but you have, that's the, that's the necessary step again of like showing up, being willing to just show up, allow the part to show up as it is and witnessing it. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations. Thank you. And thank for your help with that, because I don't think, I think that our sessions have been really integral in like unblocking stuck places in the process. Yay. Yeah, totally. Totally. I definitely don't think I would have, I can see how the sessions led to what happened next. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really grateful that do you want to help bring more self energy to the world if you'd like to participate in calls or help out with this project in any way i'd love to hear your ideas join the discord server or contact me at james at liveifs.com a huge thanks to our audio engineer yvonne for your care and diligence in editing the calls to every caller for your courage in sharing some of your parts And to anyone out there getting to know their internal system, keep going. Who knows, that might be the most selfless, helpful thing you can do for others, and you're the only one who can do it. If you'd like to see us reach the largest audience, we must please the almighty suggestion algorithms at iTunes and YouTube, and they don't care about the power of IFS. They're looking for likes and shares and comments, and the sooner the better. Follow the links in the show notes right here in your podcast player to make your wishes known. And now, a minute of meditation. Or if you prefer, pull over. You can do it in 60 seconds. Just click one of those links. They're right there. And give us a like or a five-star rating. It would really help. If you think this project is helping people, you're helping people by sharing it. Thank you.